1: Dental.com.
0: This is the last minute blues podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former blues defenseman, Jamie Rivers, powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the last minute blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. I can't even get through the intro. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we are back together to talk about hockey and uh oh. and we were talking before we turned the <laughs> the microphones on and we're making ourselves cry and it's nothing that we could ever Ever repeat, but
1: if man. you see us somewhere besides right here, ask and we'll tell you the whole yeah, thing. But maybe a pay-per-view event. Yeah. I mean,
0: something <laughs> like that. Something yeah. like if, that. If
1: we told the story and then this was replayed on 101, it would just be beep after oh, beep. Oh yeah, man, beep after it's no Long good. beeps it's and it's short. beeps. And we may beeps. be seeking employment. That's oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That yeah. would be happening. I would just go on disability by then. Screw <laughs> it. I thought you already so, were.
0: So last night, Damn. It, 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 <laughs> last night I did not go into that game. With the highest of hopes. You know what I mean? With what? playing yeah, yeah, down full yeah. forward, playing the Panthers. Oh, stop it. I just, you know, man, I was excited <laughs> to watch a Tuesday night hockey game. But boy, oh boy, did the boys play their asses off. Yeah,
1: the ones that they had. What did they have, 19? Yeah. 19 skaters? Yeah, 19
2: guys <laughs> to start the game.
1: Things are so bad uh, with the Blues right now, they had to bring in Rivers Pangs even out, for Christ's sake. Dude, it's unbelievable. And that, and you even said that. Started with 19. Mm-hmm. So, And we don't
0: know about who so. And... Who else got hurt? Wallman. Oh, Wallman, and Walman yeah. got hurt. <laughs>
1: You've got a an young playing forward, and even he gets hurt.
0: And it looked like Sonny a couple of times was maybe not the most comfortable on his skates. Like he yeah. maybe may didn't his look pop, hurt. But... I think
2: that he's battling through stuff on a daily basis. I know that Braden Shen is still battling through some pretty serious injuries, too. The guys that the guys that are hurt that probably shouldn't be playing are playing because they need the bodies in the lineup. Right. And uh, it, Wal- what's crazy about Wallman and Huso is they were basically injured on the exact same play. I was breaking it down uh, afterwards and looking at the replay, and Huso, you can tell he bends, and it's like his knee or his groin or something, maybe his hip, something to do with it. And then you look at the high slot, and there's Wallman that's folded like a lawn chair, <laughs> and he can't get up because his arm is, like, broken or out of socket, or I don't know what it is. I'm just speculating, of course. Two guys, like a two for one sale, right there. Whoop, we're done.
0: I, I mean, and, and we talked about this last week, and there's no reason to like super get into it or anything like that. But the NHL has got to tweak these COVID rules before somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's it, and maybe well, these it was not to even do
2: with COVID well, at this point. No,
0: I understand. No, I get it. But like, it's like that on top of the other. I mean, it's. I don't think teams should be forced to play shorthanded unless it's, it's a salary cap thing.
2: It's dumb. Okay, and I, we talked about this on the fast lane a couple of days ago. Is and Chris Kerber brought it up. I give full props to Chris Kerber on this one. We I kind of dove into a little deeper, but the NHL uh, they force you if you if you get put into COVID protocol. So whether you're symptomatic or not, listen, I'm not here to debate that way way above my pay grade. Okay, but you're put into COVID protocol. It's a minimum of ten days, you, even if you don't have symptoms. Okay, but now if I go and I don't know break my finger in a fight or block a shot and break my toe and whatnot, I miss a game because of whatever, but I can battle through it after that, then I'm allowed to play. But so I, you're looking and go, well, if a guy tests positive for COVID, but he has no symptoms or he's willing to play through it, great. But obviously I'm not going to do that, right? Right. So you've taken the power out of the player's hands and then you've mandated that it's 10 days. So the league should absolutely – uh, forgive at least 50% of that player's salary to go and bring up a guy from the minors. It's not going to be like you're bringing up some uh, some hot shot player or whatever, some ace from your minor league team. It's a body. yeah. It's a body. And so that's the only thing I don't like is you're not allowed to play through COVID for obvious reasons, okay? And I get it. But if that's the case, then you've got to give some kind of a cap relief to that team. And especially if you get multiple players Maybe it's a if players add up to five million dollars total. Let's say you get two million dollars cap relief. If they add up to two million dollars total, maybe you get one million dollars cap relief. So that it's just like it's not dollar for dollar, but at least it gives the ability to put some bodies in line. Is it
1: is it silly to think that the NHL knows they messed this up and they're going to fix this during the season, or would that be too crazy? We're uh, talking he's using, about. He's using the French.
2: Wow, he went French. Know, We're Chiffre. talking about the NHL here. <laughs> I know that's why I ask without oh, a whole man. lot of hope in my voice. Uh, <laughs> I would hope that they're looking at this, um, but the, Bill Daly, who's been on record saying, you know, unless it really massively affects the league, which it hasn't, now right. we we look at some of these situations. One, locally, we isolate this because well, wow, this has really affected the Blues, but it's been three guys on COVID, I believe. Well, I'm not. That's more, wrong. Three guys at one time is the most they've had because they had Husso and that's Krug and they've kinda of gone through it. But the only problems in the NHL have been the Senators and the Islanders to where they've suspended games or canceled games and moved them somewhere else. I think until you got five or six teams to where you have to cancel games and move them around. I don't think they're going to do anything.
1: So they're not going to do something for the inconvenience of the Blues and one or two other organizations?
0: Well, they don't care about Blues. They care it's about in the in NHL. Right, right. Yeah. right. Well, and, and it all, you know, all of this goes into, the Blues did make an announcement right before we got in here, that they've recalled Nathan Walker under uh, emergency
2: conditions. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! So then oy, I... Oy, oy. So then that means... That's what you're supposed to do, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Let's do it again. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! Oi, oi, oi! There we go. All
0: right, good. So does that mean then, since Walker's coming up under emergency conditions, is this because of of yesterday before the game or is this because of yesterday after the game
2: donnie i have no idea okay (laughs) i I have no idea i do know that uh reading through some of the logistics and all this which my brain was almost like a puddle of mud yesterday more so than usual the nhl has a rule where yesterday the blues played a man short and in doing so they were allotted a certain dollar amount afterwards into their pool of cap money so by playing uh, by playing a man short they were allowed to call up a player for the next game. Now, you're two more guys. I don't know how that works. I have no idea where it's going to sit because right now the Blues have one goalie. It's Charlie Lindgren. Who's Charlie Lindgren? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't played in the NHL <laughs> for like two years. Right? And last night, uh, I, there's a lot of guys, and jokingly, no disrespect to Charlie Lindgren, but Kelly Chase came down after the game, and he asked me, he goes, goes... Uh, was that an emergency goalie they had to put in there? Oh, boy. Yeah, it's not what you want to ask. had three saves, he looked a little off balance, which, let's just be honest, the Florida Panthers are an incredible hockey team, and you're coming into a game where they just scored the game-tying goal, and there's under five minutes to play. Maybe Charlie had some nerves, and I wouldn't blame him at <laughs> all. Right, <laughs> right sure, right. yeah. But you're going to need another goalie. So what do you do? You know, Tuka Rask is sitting at home right now. What mm. see this,
0: like the thing so about this, Tom Barrasso? I mean, <laughs> no, no, no Tom Barrasso <laughs> is practicing currently.
2: Tukarask is practicing with the Boston Bruins, um, just on voluntary basis. Mm. But he's oh, unsigned. just just,
1: just an in case for him, he's nowhere to play right now. Wow,
2: mm. I'll be done. That's very uh-huh. interesting. So, got, how does that? I got his I you... number. You want to call him? Yeah.
1: I know Absolute. you said you don't have every, all the information up in your head, but then how would that work? You could bring him in underneath that, what is it, 850 or whatever that they you can spend? You could
2: just tell him, say, hey, Tuca, here's the deal. And he may not take it, okay? He may be looking for multi-year, millions of dollars. But you say, hey, look, I'm going to bring you in league minimum and a uh, two-way contract, though, is what we're going to do here. And if we send you down, we'll we'll terminate your contract. You can refuse to go, we'll terminate the contract. So basically you've circumvented the system a little bit on this one. He gets to come in, play a handful of games for the St. Louis Blues, and it's kind of an audition, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, Duke yeah. is still good. He's motivated. He looks great. All this stuff. I don't know. That's just me I mean, spitballing. He doesn't have
1: anybody else ringing his phone. Why wouldn't no, he? No, but he's,
2: the Bruins are right there, right? He's practicing with the Bruins I think it would be hard to steal them from them. I think they're waiting for an opportunity with cap uh. issues that they've got to, to sign him. Listen, it's just an idea. Otherwise, we've got Charlie Lindgren and probably Joel Hoffer that'll come up, and uh, they will be the backstoppers for the St. Louis Blues.
0: Let me ask this real quick. So if, if Hoffer and Lindgren are here, mm. who the hell's in Springfield?
2: Doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not being – like they yeah, got Colton no. Ellis, okay. I, okay? I've read okay. amazing things yeah. about that guy. And he's fantastic. Yeah. And then you've got some minor, minor league goalies that you've brought in. Here's the thing. When your your top team is in shambles injury-wise, you work your way down the pipeline and you just steal from everybody to make sure that the top team is working and you just make do. I remember coaching – well, in the in the Central Hockey League and getting players pillaged left and right because American Hockey League teams – Either had injuries, or their NHL teams had injuries, and they just take your players from you.
1: And this is a team that wasn't fantastic, no. and they were still just, oh, I need this guy on this league, and I need this guy in this league. Yeah, absolutely, it's crazy. So last night, uh, after the first period, it looked as though
0: Vladdy and Chief were having a little discussion.
2: Last night, or the night, the game before.
0: I thought that it was last night uh-huh. that it looked like that, that they had had a little, a little. Uh, you know, chat or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. I don't think Tarasenko played, but maybe four minutes or whatever in that first period. What do you think they said? Because he came out in the second period, and man oh man, did he play well for the rest of the game? And I'm gonna tell you something, I love that line of Russians.
1: Oh, I, I do love it. You know what I love after they score? I love their celebration because they're all like, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and Tarasenko's a guy, I don't care if he has the second assist, the first assist, or the goal, he's high five in the Oregon player. He's high five in I mean every
2: point he gets increases his value. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. But isn't it great
1: how he's just Mr. Smiles every time he gets a point? It's
2: yeah. fantastic. The Blue's first period last night and I had the opportunity to be right down ice level. It was, wow. Florida was all over them. The Blues had no time and space. They couldn't make a clean pass. They were just throwing the puck out into the neutral zone. Florida was transitioning it with speed and they're coming right back at the Blues. I couldn't believe that the Blues got out of it the way they did. Yeah. I believe it was one nothing after the first period. I could not believe it. But then, yes, there was some discussions. And per Mike Van Ryan, I guess chief usually goes into the locker room about eight minutes left in the intermission, has a little chat, get the guys ready, whatever. He went right in after the first period. And I guess it wasn't a, I guess it wasn't a uh, kick the door in and throw things and break sticks. It was like, guys, what are we doing here? Like we're we're not even trying to make plays. Uh, we're just throwing the puck away. We're getting outskated. We're getting outworked. We're getting outhit. We're getting outcompeted. Like, none of this makes any sense. And if we don't pull up our socks right now, then it's going to get really ugly. And you could tell immediately, which, by the way, I thought the second period was going to be the straw that broke the camel's back because of not having enough players. And they had three penalties in the first period. That's really taxing your players. Second period was their best period of the game. Yeah. They came out and they were flying, they were physical, moving the puck. And the line that got it started. The line that got it started was Dakota Joshua, Logan Brown, and Ivan Barbashev. They had like a thirty-nine second shift inside the offensive zone, a little bit of a, and then a smart change while you're in the offensive zone. Vladimir Tarasenko comes on the ice. They keep possession of the puck. All of a sudden, Big Daddy Vladdy shoots it short side, and you have a goal. And all of it started with your energy type guys or your call up players. That's unbelievable. I
1: love absolutely, absolutely love that line. I'm going to jump off the tracks just for a second because Uh-oh. you made me think of something. I love this show because we have a former yeah. coach and player and now broadcaster that can answer these crazy questions. You just said there's an offhand comment that uh, Bruve normally doesn't go into the locker room till about eight minutes left in the intermission. But he went storming or went in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you said he went storm. What's he doing Prior to that, like, what does the head coach? What does he go do when the players are going to the locker room and they take their gear off and they discuss and mm-hmm. they drink? What's the coach doing?
2: Well, they go right to the video room with coach, uh, video coach Sean Farrell, and they pull up clips. Right, and through the entire game, Steve Ott is on the earpiece, and anytime something happens, he'll be like, "Hey, mark that clip, that get that ready, intermission." And so Sean Farrell just you know grabs it, drags it over to the file. So he
1: better have that stuff ready oh, when he the coaching does. staff it, gets it, in Sean
2: Farrell's a wizard with that stuff. It, there's no nothing you can throw at him he can't handle. And so you know you're coming in after the period is over. You're walking right in there. You take off the suit jacket, walk in, and you're watching clips that you pulled up because you have them written down on your little piece of paper, trying to see what the heck happened. You discuss it as a coaching unit and discuss how can we fix it, who was the problem, all this stuff. And that way there you have a solid plan moving forward. So you find out what you did wrong. You also find out what you did right as far as what's working. So now you hyper-focus on that. Hey, guys, this was crap here. Boom, boom, boom. But we did this well. So let's focus on doing these things here. So is
1: that is that what... We see coaches just writing a little note to themselves after, like, the other team scores and they show Barubi and he spits and he's all upset and you see somebody just go like that. Yeah, they're just like, writing a
2: note for the video coach. And they're also writing down the players' numbers who are on the ice. Okay. And they want to make sure that that number isn't something they see throughout the whole game in a negative way. There's lots of things. they use That's those little, fascinating to me. They use those little coaching cards for a lot of different things. Um, I always used it for quick little notes because I didn't have the luxury of a video staff sure. behind me, right? So I t- try and detail it a little more, but they'll just have to write, usually the time of the game, boom, and then what they need, they'll radio to Sean Farrell, clip this, now they know exactly, 11.25, first period, clip that from, you know, the bad chip out by Ivan Barbashev. And it's ready and That's, see, ready to go. The,
1: the people who hear this on this program, the next yeah. time you hear, the, or next time you see that on the TV, just think about this and yeah. go, wow, that is fascinating, I know that. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean I love the education here. The the
0: uh I want to talk about something with the game last night that wasn't actually the game but there were two moments that happened in the game that made uh my my cold uh my cold dead heart uh, fill with warmth and love. Oh. And uh the, the there were two. I want to go with the with the least of the two first and that was Watching Jeff Brown talk about his son playing in St. Louis was amazing. And, you know, obviously I watched Jeff Brown growing up. I stood in line for four hours at the Galleria once to meet him. Like, you know, like I – so obviously my heart is warm for Jeff Brown anyway, but the – Dude, just the pride in which that him being able to talk about his son, yeah. his son, but, but on top of it, being able to talk about his son, just going about his day in a normal way and not having to to have all these expectations on him was really wonderful. And then also, uh, you know, they, they, they salute uh, a, a past troop member or, or uh, you know, an armed services member during every game. And last night they did a world war two veteran. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Pearl Harbor anniversary, At
0: Pearl Harbor anniversary. And uh, the place was going crazy, and they zoomed in on this gentleman. And I'm sorry that I didn't write down his name. His but name he was had, Vince. He had tears in his eyes, and it absolutely brought tears to my eyes. It was pretty cool, absolutely beautiful, just to see this man. You know, I don't know what he was thinking, but but it was just a really man. I love sports for for reasons like well, that and too. to
1: and to the Jeff Brown Logan Brown thing. Uh, remember how much pride you had in. Ben, when he got his driver's license yeah can you imagine i can't i mean i had tears in my eyes when my kids got their driver's license (laughs) you know what i mean i can't imagine the emotions you go
2: through. it is incredible i remember being traded to ottawa um early in my career about four or five years into my career and that's my hometown and i remember going to live with my parents while i was there and then you know the first home game is your father and mother are are there to watch the, the nhl but they're watching you. Yeah. I remember my dad was just blown away. He got interviewed by, like, the local news station. And, you know, he, he was very teary-eyed at the same time because it's it's kind of wild that you go through this journey and you've, you get your kid comes back and plays in his hometown. And right. so Logan Brown, a very high draft pick, I believe 11th overall uh, that year. And now he's found his way back to St. Louis as a member of the Blues, and he's playing fantastic. He's playing great yeah, hockey. he really is. And and I just, it's amazing to see that and uh, very proud of Logan Brown for the work he did and super happy for for the, the Brown family.
0: Is Logan Brown playing in a way that once this team is healthy and we've got bodies to choose from, is he playing well enough to stick around or do you envision him going back down to Springfield?
2: I don't see why you would send him down. Okay. I really don't. Like, he's got two goals and an assist in four games. and. Craig Berube has him out there on the second power play unit right now, which, by the way, they were humming it around last night. They could have had a couple of goals. He's playing at the last five minutes in the period. I I just don't see why you would send him to. What can he gain by going back to the American Hockey League and putting up another 17 points in 20 games? Like, I don't get it, right? Like, his pace of play was the biggest, probably, obstacle for him coming into this season based on what he was doing in Ottawa in the years past. His pace has picked up tremendously. And his work ethic is there. Not that he didn't work hard before, but because his pace is better, he's involved in more plays. So it looks like he's working harder. Last night, uh, he digs a puck out and gets it back to the point. And they get a fantastic opportunity. Why? Because uh, Logan Brown dug it out, muscled it out of there. He passed it back to Tory Krug, who fired a shot past a wallman, who deflected it past the goalie, threw the crease and just missed. So Logan Brown could have had two assists last night. So I don't, I don't see any reason why you would send him back down. Oh, I love his size too. Gee, I, many Christmas! I, I mean, he's so big, I love it. Uh, the last Not minute the blues. First time I've heard that. Bla- What's last that?
0: minute, last minute blues podcast. I'm going right over it. Where we're, we're going to move on together. Uh, last minute blues podcast brought to you by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals.
1: I have a great question. Okay. Maybe it's not going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. It's <laughs> going to be fantastic. Determined it's going <laughs> to yeah, be great. He did. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with this to be honest with you. I don't know if oh, somebody God. sent it. It's the one I texted you the other day. Oh, the private um, text
2: line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. One day. Uh,
1: the the 3 on 3 overtime is super super entertaining. It's very fast-paced. Mm. And I don't know as a former player and a former coach if you dig it or not, mm-hmm. but wouldn't it be even more amazing without the blue lines? Without the offside, so they could just get out there and just go. Ooh, there goes the face. Damn
2: that it. would be an absolute ish show. Because I mean,
1: they just all they do is just come back nah, and then just it's like it's like it half would court suck, basketball. Jeff, because
2: you'd have guys that's just standing the uh, offensive zone. Okay, well it, let's not allow that. Well, you, that's why the blue lines there right now. Okay, well, I haven't thought through this whole thing. <laughs>
1: no, but what I'm saying is, well, I, I understand you could just have somebody park in front of the net. I no, get that. Park, I guess the that's other, the that's that, reason the why. The other
2: end, you just fire a slap shot down the ice okay. the goalie has to stay within that little trapezoid behind the net, so it'd be... It's-
1: all right, okay, the other t- rule changes. In overtime, each person, one person on each team gets a gun.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> it's
1: one of those two, that's I all i I think I'm he saying. likes it better than the no blue line thing. But I, I guess... It, I actually, maybe maybe, like it Maybe than. that I hate it when he does the head shake and the look it's down. It's tough, actually. actually. I didn't believe what was bad. listening to. It's like, to. like Dad... Dad, I thought you passed. I thought you were I thought you were thought you were joking. No, I'm not joking. What I'm trying to say is it's just, it's it. so fast. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, you got to go back out and then come it's back strategy. In.
2: Okay, so let's isolate. I saw,
1: I know, that's what isolate I saw. last the, the, night. The pass back out into the center, yeah. They, I know. The
2: Blues had full control of the puck in the I'm offensive zone. Part.
1: I'm deleting this part.
2: <laughs> and then they pass it back. Kyru to Pareco, who drags it back, looks right at the bench and gives the, like, hey, I'm coming for a change. So when Bucinavich comes on the ice, he goes right to Pareko, who drops the puck to him and goes whoop, straight to the bench.
1: Right, and if he didn't have offsides, he could have been standing in front of the goalie, and he could have just given it to him right down
2: there. Straight to the bench. I'm going to power through this. <laughs> you got him, man. You got and it. <laughs> Butchnevich takes the puck, and Tori Krug jumps on the ice for the next guy up. Buchnevich comes down the wing, gets some speed, gives a little bit of a shoulder drop, gets the defenseman and the goalie to kind of bite. Around the goal, wrap around, Dude, and we're I, celebrating.
1: i got to tell you. But, I, but the thing is, with, with my way, Buchnevich could have just been standing by the goal. Could he have. wouldn't have had to do all that darn skating. Could have,
2: but here's what's going to happen, Jeff. <laughs> Coaches are smart, okay? So what's going to happen is they're going to put somebody between that player and the puck. So it would be like... Uh, now it's two on two with... Now it's three on two, basically, at your end. If they get possession of the puck, right. you're screwed. And then if you try to get the puck to the long-distance guy, we'll call it... Well, there's a guy between the puck and the player, so he'll just intercept it. Well, you can bounce it off the. I know you can do a lot of things. (laughs) How about we just leave the blue lines and we just? I don't know. know, I I skate better. I guess. I don't know. I guess. I like when when
1: things. What about? (laughs) What about if we have an ice surface that's tiltable? Mm. And if it's six to nothing, it was. And then if it's six (laughs) to nothing, (laughs) they can just tilt it just a little bit. You know, extra
2: level of difficulty. Yeah. There's a few forwards I played with where. I believe it was tilted downward because boy, could they skate fast to score goals! But then on the back check, it seemed like it was uphill, not quite as fast. back.
0: I know this is a hard question to answer this early in the season, but is Florida the best team in the league? They look really, really good, man.
2: Um, yeah, they're really good. They're fast. They they've got uh, great puck movement. They their transition game is the best I've seen this year. I mean, they use that stretch pass as a weapon. And you know the double swing underneath, which means they basically got guys that are you know in motion, ready for the bump back or the chip ahead, they're dangerous, absolutely one of the best teams in the league.
0: What are you pushing my way? Uh, huh? What are you pushing my way? The sponsorship, I already yeah. did that. Oh, you did? I did it like five minutes ago when you pointed at me the first time. Do it again.
2: Jeff forgets a lot. All
0: right, no, that's fine. And no, plus we my appreciate, apologies. No, we appreciate the sponsorship anyway. Yeah. It's brought to you by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals.
2: Man, you know what? Healthy
1: scratch me next week. <laughs> hey, we all have off days, yeah. man. Yeah,
2: next week. Huh? Are you out next week?
1: I will be if you want me to be after this performance. All right, good. We got a couple emails for you guys. Uh,
2: oh boy! All
0: right, we we'll, uh, we'll we'll start with an email from Eric. He says, "I'm not trying to crap on Donnie and Jeff, but Jamie, you did an awesome job on TV Tuesday night. Let's go Mississippi Nights." That's from uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. That's that's from Eric. And Eric, I don't take offense to this not in the at slightest. Oh no, I was not on TV last night for a comparison. Therefore, Jamie wins out, and he really did a great job. Yeah, he did. Ooh, talk about being Ooh. on like
2: there you were like between on the, the benches ice, yeah.
0: between the benches what is that like
2: it's awesome it really is awesome i tell you what it could, it could become addictive very quickly because you see everything down there and i hadn't been ice level like that since uh helping out coaching or being a player and i i had never done that before which is unique because ordinarily when you're up in the booth with the play by play guy you kind of have the opportunity to look over at each other if you want to talk about something you can give a little wave you know like we do in radio just give a little wave and yeah. that guy knows okay he's got something to say and that way they're not stepping on each other but being down there it's it's like being blindfolded to your partner and so john kelly who's an an incredible incredible play-by-play guy uh it was seamless man i really felt good about it he did a great job he you get to uh, to know the cadence of the play-by-play guy, and John Kelly's so good that whenever something big happens, if there's a bit of a lull, you can tell it's like a pause too, and I can jump in. Yeah, and if I don't jump in, he picks up the pay, you know where it was again. Because sometimes you don't always have something to say about sure, the play. The sure. play sometimes yeah. need to speak needs to speak for itself. And uh, but being down between the benches was great. You get into it. You know, a couple of times I'm like, you know, and I got to watch myself because I'm not allowed to be cheering. Can't be fist pumping when guys <laughs> right. score, and I did not do that. But there's other times too where guys are like hitting guys nearing you, want like you, right? You want to chirp them a little bit, you know, or somebody's like yapping at the bench, and I want I got something so good I want to <laughs> say to him, but I can't do it. I know, like looking over at, at Steve Ott a couple of times, and he's kind of giggling. He was like, "It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> I'm
0: like,
2: yeah, it's hard."
0: Well, it's like when we were in the booth with Kerberman and the Blues scored, and I forgot we're not supposed to cheer. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. You know
2: what that reminded me of? Did way.
1: I tell you what that reminded me of? When the very, very, very thankfully short broadcasting career of one Ozzy Smith. Remember when Willie McGee hit some home run, and he was do- he was like being the color guy, and he was screaming. <laughs> he did it! Willie. While whoever it was was trying to do it, I think that may have been his last time in the booth. My, there's
2: certain unwritten rules that yeah. you need to follow, and you learn, right? You learn. And, and I've been very fortunate that a couple of times I've done it, three times now, I was with John Kelly uh, twice and with Dan McLaughlin once. Talk about pros, yeah. Time yeah. of pros, and they're you know, John Kelly is so easy to work with. He's just like, Yeah, okay, that's great. Yeah, just do your thing, just whatever, you know. And Danny Mac was awesome too. Yeah, Danny Mac actually taught me a, a trick following goals. He's like, because you, you want to jump in and describe the play, but he's like, give it two, three seconds. Let the crowd noise and the players celebrate. Let it sink in, and then start your breakdown of how it happened, whatever. And it makes a big difference also like, you know what it makes a lot of sense yeah you know you know it's kind of a it, man I, so hate I appreciate to, all I, this stuff
0: i hate overly complimenting him cuz i know it goes right to his head oh, yeah. oh, boy. but one of the best parts about Jamie as a professional man is that the dude <laughs> is that the dude is open to learning yeah. and to oh, knowing yeah. like you don't have an ego to go oh i got this man i've done this before like you're open minded to 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 your you know your fellow broadcasters that are trying to help well, him i'm hard I on mean, myself
2: too like yesterday i remember Couple times, I I, I, probably not anything anybody noticed that was listening, but I noticed it and I like wrote like the coach's notes, right? I'm like, I got a notebook inside the booth there and writing notes, being like, don't do that 1450, number 20, dummy or six, dummy or whatever, just dummy. And I circled it again, (laughs) dummy. The next
1: morning, he's like, I was a dummy, but what did I do? And two, and, and, and I'll jump on that too, again, not to blow, you know air up your skirt or anything but when you came back after dying and when i say come back i mean to the united states i never forget a conversation you and i had outside of the powerhouse down down in union station it was uh um i don't remember what year it was but you said you wanted to get into radio or broadcasting mm-hmm. at least what should i do what should i do and look at you now i mean incredible incredible oh, just it. fantastic but and my last night was rock but but to right, your point the man yeah. has asked for advice from day one And has been open to it. Man, that's for sure.
0: All right, so another email here says, Good morning, ladies. Uh I went to the Blues game last night. I've been in the military for the last four years and haven't had the chance to go to a Blues game. Thank you for your service, Matthew. Watched the Stanley Cup run in Kuwait in the middle of the night over there. It was so amazing and such a personal experience being the only Blues fan there at the time. But I wanted to share this. The last game I went to was probably 2015 or 2016. I didn't realize how many improvements were made since then to the building. The lights and sounds are a drastic Improvement. The party vibe environment uh, That Tony mentioned a few years ago is Completely true. They may, they really made Improvements that that are understated But classy. The sound system And the LED lighting made it a completely Different experience. It's no longer Cheesy blue seats and crunchy sound It's now uh, LED lights And robust sound system mixed with a party Atmosphere. It was such a pleasant and engaging Experience. I can take my family or My drinking buddies and get a great experience I don't need to convince anyone in the city to attend the game but it's been a few years to go to a game it's if it's been a few years since you've been to a game uh go it's a new indescribable experience and you need to check it out well, i'll yeah.
2: tell you what chris zimmerman and steve chapman who ha- are in charge of doing all that and they got a great team as well that they bounce ideas off of but they really really tried to capture that that hockey community vibe right so there's a, that's how come they have the open area where you can congregate and stand around like almost like you're at the bar but you're looking out over the rink yeah. and uh the the change of seats and and the sound system the sound system is incredible i was down there for warm up just watching warm up and I felt like I was back on Wash Ave after a game. Okay, I was, like,
1: <laughs> okay, well, was going to ask what are they listening to. Yeah, a bit I was like,
2: don't do that with your
1: hips when you was make noise. Like, I felt noise, like I needed way. a
2: cocktail in one hand and maybe a cigarette in the other. I was like, oh yeah.
1: You are making me question life decisions when you do that with your hips? You know, you guys
2: keep making that
0: sound, and I don't know why, but I could see Pavel Butusnevich in a bar with like his shirt open a little bit, just being like that cool Russian looking with yeah, the big gold
2: cross. A hundred percent. Russian players love to wear the cross. Really, they do. I don't I don't really know why, but they do be awesome. That's funny. I like them.
0: I'm going tomorrow night. The uh, good folks over at uh, the Ronald McDonald House Charities, they are setting up the Fandango family with a suite to the Blues and the Wings tomorrow night.
2: How sweet. So, So, uh, you know, I get to look like a
0: big baller in front of my uh, in-laws. You know why? Because you are a big baller.
2: Oh, thanks. I appreciate that very much.
0: Uh Blues and uh, Detroit tomorrow night. Last Minute Blues podcast, Jamie Rivers. Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, as always, thank you very much for listening. Share us with your hockey-loving friends. And most importantly, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union. Empowering you to achieve your financial goals.
2: Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors,